What's up, boys and girls? It's all my misfits around the world. I'm your host, Rampage the Misfit, and you're tuned in to Misfit Minded, where I bring you everything movie and music related. This is episode four, August 22nd, Tuesday. Um, I did a lot of shit today. Uh, so a couple of things that I got going on today on the show for you guys. First and foremost, it's Tuesday, so you know that means... It's your new Blu-ray release Tuesday. Um, I also try and do a track-by-track track review. Uh, I'm pretty tired, though. I'm not going to lie. I just got out of the movies, and I saw the Hitman's Bodyguard like I promised. So I'm going to try and get a review of that up at least. Uh, also, I didn't talk about Movie Pass on Monday. That's one thing I forgot to mention. I missed all the chaos that was my show. So I'll definitely talk about that this time. And I think that's about it for now. Let me just tell you about this movie experience I just had, though, because it was pretty, pretty annoying. And I drove 30 minutes to get to this theater. And it's because I'm kind of picky about my movie experiences. You know, when I was a kid, a teenager, probably didn't care as much. But now that I'm older, I'm like, I, I'd rather drive 30 minutes away uh, to one that's out there and enjoy myself peacefully enjoy my movie peacefully then go to the one that's five minutes away uh to one where i know there's going to be some ghetto ass kids people talking during the movie there's always fights and police out there so yeah i'd rather drive at this point but anyways so we went to this theater it was a 12:30 showing of the hitman's bodyguard we get there we pre-gamed you know so we're feeling pretty good about ourselves at this point and we walk into the movie right away because it's the ultra screen. And we just wanted to see, like, how it looked, the stadium kind of, uh, stadium seating. And we were just like, oh, there's, n it looked like an empty screen. The projector wasn't on. There was no sound. So we're like, that's weird. But there was people in the theater. We were clearly in the right theater. So anyways, we didn't think anything of it. We're just like, I don't know, maybe they're going to turn it on. So we get some food, go to the bathroom take care of all that shit we go back and the screen's still not projecting anything so i'm like i'm gonna say something to manager now before i sit down and i find them and say something and then we sit down and it's at least like 10 15 minutes before something happens like anything sound picture and they finally figured it out but i should have probably like forced it and like asked for some accommodations for dealing with that shit but I just, you know, after the movie, I wanted to get the fuck out of there. It's, it's 3.30 now. It was a 12.30 showing, so I should have been home at least a half an hour ago, earlier. So that's kind of how this day has been, you know. <laughs> but it didn't really affect my enjoyment of the movie, which I'm going to get into in a second. And uh, But first, let me get, let me get the uh, Blu-ray Tuesday segments 
out of the way. There's only really one Blu-ray segment, and I'm going to post my review of that movie, so it's not going to take me long. And then I'll get into the Hitman's Bodyguard and some other fun stuff. Definitely movie pass today. So call on the show if you've seen Hitman's Bodyguard or want to talk about anything that I just mentioned. And thanks for listening, guys. So it's Tuesday, as I mentioned, and for the show schedule, that means it's new release Tuesday for Blu-rays. I'm a, I'm a pretty heavy collector, if you know me. There's only one release that really intrigued me at all this week, and I'll get into that in a second. But some smaller ones for people who are into TV shows. We had some, uh, so, some good options this week. Uh, Marvel, it looks like they're rolling out their TV shows from Netflix onto Blu-rays now that The Defenders is out, so it's a good time. So there, I saw Jessica Jones, I saw Daredevil, and I also saw Ash vs. Evil Dead Season 2 on Blu-ray. I have yet to watch the second season. I thought the first season was great, though, so I should probably catch up on that. I'm just so behind on other stuff. I also saw Walking Dead Season 7 on uh, Blu-ray, and that one was a mixed bag for me. Walking Dead has just gotten so, it's just been dragging like a zombie, if I can say that. It's just been dead, and it needs some life. It needs some interesting characters that you care about, like, where is Carol? Where is Daryl? Where where are they? Those I want to see them. I'm tired of Rick having to convince the group that they should grow some balls and do something. Like, it's been the arc every single season. Uh, let's try something new. And the, the cliffhanger they left in the middle of the season was just god-awful and predictable. But that's that's here, nor here nor there. So, <laughs> the Blu-ray I really wanted to talk about and I will be buying soon, trust me is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, guys. It's one of my favorite movies of the year. I think it's still in my top 10. I I, th- I know it was number 10 for a while. But, yeah, it's so much fun. I have the first Guardians of the Galaxy on Blu-ray. And unlike other directors, James Gunn treats this property with so much care that the first Blu-ray had tons of features. And the, like... The restoration uh, they they did to put it on Blu-ray was like fucking fantastic. It was just the visuals are something everyone can enjoy, even if you don't like Guardians of the Galaxy. You have to admit that the visuals are amazing. For him to take that from page to screen and make it so vibrant and colorful, which is something that superhero movies really haven't been um, before, like Marvel. Um, it was just it's what makes Guardians so good and so the second one really um, ups the ante on that there's some amazing shots um, on Eagle's Planet on the gold people I can't remember their name off the top of my head the gold people wherever they lived that was really cool Um, them traveling through space it's just like it's it's eye candy it's space opera eye candy and um, I go to this site, Blu-ray.com, for all of this information. And they pretty much gave it perfect score all around, like a 4.5 out of 5. And audio, video, like 5s. 
so I can't wait to get that um, I just got the Logan Steelbook and that was amazing and my friend uh, just gave me Avengers Age of Ultron and so I'm building that Marvel collection slowly but surely there's still some holes in it but for the Guardians of the Ga Galaxy 2 Blu-ray review since I don't have it today I'll just uh, post my review of when I first saw the movie it's a two-parter because I really enjoyed it and when I buy the Blu-ray I'll have the Blu-ray review actually for you but as for now enjoy this guys and go pick up Guardians of the Galaxy 2 because it's still amazing and the soundtrack too guys go get that oh my god I still listen to that first and second one but right now here's my two-part review of Guardians of the Galaxy volume 2 enjoy so guys I just saw Guardians of the Galaxy volume 2 for the third time and here's my review of it so even if you're not a fan of the Guardians of the Galaxy um, watching this movie the characters and their chemistry um, is just so fun to watch and it's definitely the strongest thing about this movie um, and what makes uh, Guardians 1 and 2 stand out from the rest of the MCU uh, the film takes place in 2014 if you're keeping track of the timeline and it brings back everyone again you have a uh, Chris Pratt as Star-Lord, um, Bradley Cooper as Rocket, voicing Rocket, Dave Bautista as Drax, uh, Gamora as uh, Zoe Saldana, and uh, Vin Diesel as Groot and Baby Groot. And you also have some new characters that stand out all uh, this time, or um, characters that they expanded more. So like, uh, for example, Yandu, um, who was Michael Rooker, they, his part in the second one is probably my favorite um also you got kurt russell playing eagle um and that's uh star lord's dad <clears throat> and that was another good addition and can i just say like kurt russell man might be the most charismatic actor of all time like and i seriously mean that because i'm not gonna spoil anything but uh he can play any character and still have that charisma and i i was looking uh at the facts and the other people that were supposed to be up for ego and i cannot see any of them working uh they had um who were some of them matthew mcconaughey uh gary oldman liam neeson none of them have that just charisma um and fun that matches chris pratt so i'm glad they went with him the soundtrack once again plays a a really big part in this film um, even referencing a song uh, at one point uh, so yeah the classic 70s rock that uh, you love from the first one is back again the visual effects are once again just colorful and amazing they really pop out at you um, I saw it in 3d the last time I went not this time but it's just some amazing visuals um, that even if you're not a fan of you have to admit that the visuals are just something to be a in awe of and um i read a trivia fact that designing eagle's planet was one of the biggest visual effects um designs ever and i believe it um because you can definitely tell that in the third act you also have some uh, cameos which i'm not gonna give away right now 
but yeah a lot of characters in this film um i think it was smart to split them up in this movie that way you have time to focus on each of their strengths and their flaws and get to know them at a deeper more personal level this movie is a lot more personal than the first one the first one i still like more um i just like the whole getting the gang together and them uh, joining forces uh, for a purpose this one it's more of their apart and they have to come together um i'm also surprised that baby groot wasn't more in the movie i i kind of was worried that they were gonna lean on him a lot just from the promotional um stuff that was coming out but the scenes were few and far between and they were all worth it so i'm i'm glad they used some restraint in that way uh again another thing i noticed was that they really amped up the humor in this one um, especially with uh, Dave Bautista as Drax and his interaction with Mantis, which is a new character. Um, for sequels, you usually have to amp up the action or the gore or the effects. And for this one, I like how since it's on the characters, they amped up the humor, um, which it made the emotional moments pay off more. Um, the only complaint I had about that was that some of the dialogue doesn't really hold up, especially after the third time watching it and and seemed a little bit corny and like a tv sitcom like when they were explaining situations that was the one thing that bugged me like we're in this huge space battle and you're talking about this or like is that really important right now like that type of writing to me just seems a little bit lazy and like they could have um furthered that and, and done more drafts and rewrites of that but um that was one of my few complaints overall i really enjoyed guardians of the galaxy 2 uh, if you haven't seen it i recommend going a 3d or imax it's up there for me in mcu films and one of my top of the year too so those were the new blu-ray releases for tuesday now let's get into my review of the hitman's bodyguard now i was talking about this movie yesterday and how it didn't look that appealing to me from the trailers but i gave it a chance anyway I saw it with a couple of friends, I said, you know, why not? And I thought it was okay. You know, I thought it was pretty decent. I'll tell you the stuff I liked about it first. Uh, first and foremost, Samuel Jackson and Ryan Reynolds. That's a, that's a top billing that, you know, you can be proud of off the bat. I, I know that I was complaining that the chemistry didn't really feel like funny from the trailers, but it's hard to put comedy in trailers. And this movie is very funny. I thought that sometimes they tried to force laughs, though. Like, Samuel Jackson laughs a lot in this movie at Ryan Reynolds' expense. And uh, this, while the guy behind us in the theater was, like, dying at that every time, so, like, let us decide when to laugh. You know what I mean? I hate when movies try and just laugh at their own jokes. And, you know, that's what happens when you put a witty, quippy character that Ryan Reynolds has been playing his whole career with Samuel Jackson, who gets to play, like, his signature foul mouth character. But he's a lot more energetic. And, while, you know, I'm complaining that he laughed. I, I wanted to, I liked seeing Samuel Jackson laugh in this. He doesn't... He plays a lot of serious roles. And he, he gets some campy roles. But in this one, you know, it looked like he was having a good time. You can tell. So the two of them are great. I was on board for that. Uh, the chemistry was there. 
you know i wasn't like 100 percent. it's not deadpool funny it's not like that it's like it's not even lethal weapon funny but you can tell it's attempting to go in that direction and uh i gave it props for trying that i will say the action though is is still really good you know i just saw atomic blonde and while it's not that level of intensity the way that it's shot and the way that it's executed including like one boat chase scene involving like motorcycles cars boats um lots of guns bazookas and hand-to-hand combat like that scenes like that are very well choreographed and shot so in terms of the comedy and the action which they sell you on it's it's good it's pretty good i I, i'll say that the part that never really grabbed me is the plot that's driving everything forward and i know the plot's not the important thing in these types of movies but literally the plot is samuel jackson needs to testify to put this like ruthless leader behind bars and he's a hitman and ryan reynolds is a bodyguard and the hitman's bodyguard he has to protect him so he can go on the stand and the whole way there it's just a a plot device so that people can chase them and try and kill them until the end of the movie really and i'm it's that's cool but i just wish that there could have been something else to explain that you know what i mean it could they could have been on the run for something and to be honest why does a hitman need a bodyguard he he kills people for a living you know like they try to say like you know ryan reynolds is meticulously plans everything and a hitman i feel like would know when someone's around his shoulder i feel like that's part of the job (laughs) but i don't know you know you can pick apart this movie all day with stuff like that um all their girlfriends ryan reynolds girlfriend is the chick from daredevil that plays electra i don't know her actual name and samuel jackson's girlfriend is salma hayek Salma Hayek is playing this like over the top like angry Latino chick that's just like every third word is motherfucker and pinche cabron and blah 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 and I'm like okay like I it wasn't really funny to me I was just like I guess I mean that's she went for it (laughs) and uh Ryan Reynolds girlfriend is just you know she's she's good I was expecting her to do more like martial arts stuff like she does in Daredevil but uh, I that wasn't really her character in this and I love Gary Oldman he's one of my favorite actors but this villain just really didn't do it for me he looked ugly he played it the best he could it just wasn't a lot there in the script so a script like Fifth Element or uh, Leon the Professional those can bring out the best in him and this just he didn't have a lot to work with but i still gave it a two and a half out of four it's a fun dumb summer action flick what did you guys think call in and let me know so once again i walked out of a movie early when there was some extra credit scenes uh, during the hitman's bodyguard i did this during annabelle creation and i don't know what it is but why does every movie feel like they need to have extra credit scenes you know it doesn't make sense for every single movie for Marvel, when they started doing that, it makes sense because it was an extra tease to line up the next movie in the universe. It was like, a, you know, Nick Fury going to form the Avengers. So then you're like a heads up, like, oh, Avengers coming up. These these ones I'm seeing now, they have no purpose whatsoever. The, the two end credit scenes during Annabelle were completely pointless. And... 
you know, I missed it the first time. During the second time, I, I actually waited around and saw both of them, and it was just one was just a, a zoom in on Annabelle, and nothing happens, scary music. And then the second one, I don't want to spoil it. I guess I don't know. Is there is it considered spoilers if it's the end credit scene? But it's, just, it's like a jump scare. Like it, it's not worth waiting an extra five minutes for, especially if you got to go to the bathroom or it's late like it was yesterday, like at three in the morning. And the Hitman's Bodyguard, I walked out early again, it was three in the morning. <laughs> and I guess there was an end credit scene. Uh, and from what I read about it, it's, it wasn't worth it either. So I don't know what it is about all these end credit scenes. I just thought I'd mention that if you are interested in seeing the Hitman's Bodyguard or Annabelle. Annabelle has two, so stay there for that. Or the Hitman's Bodyguard has one. And I guess Samuel Jackson like sings a song during the end credits too, which I didn't notice. You know, and I stayed like an extra minute in the credits because I was like getting my stuff ready and I didn't I didn't notice it. Like if you're gonna start an end credit scene, do it like immediately after the like the movie ends. Like how Rush Hour does the outtakes, as soon as the movie ends, you get some funny outtakes, then you're out the door. Do it like that. To stop with this waiting an extra five minutes, I wasting my fucking time so i so i can read hundreds of names of people that i don't care about i'm sorry but it's just it's getting out of hand i mean even guardians of the galaxy 2 which i loved you know had like three end credit scenes three or four i don't even remember like even marvel's getting out of hand with this like just stop with the end credit scenes i just thought i'd mention that and officially wrap up my blu-ray tuesday and hitman's bodyguard review until next time, enjoy your mind trip, but don't trip on your mind. But keep listening to Misfit Minded. Peace.